Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm author and publisher Tracy L. Slatten. It's my belief that the most interesting, creative, and original voices today are heard outside of the big corporations, studios, and galleries. Individuals of courage, inspiration, and vision are seizing the opportunities to create and promote their art themselves. I'm here to support them and to bring their stories to you. On this show, I'll interview independent artists of all kinds, unusual thinkers, and even some healers about their process. How do they do it? How do they start with an idea and bring it to life in the world? This show intends to illuminate the journey. Feel free to call in to 516-453-6052 with questions or live chat with me at blogtalkradio.com slash independent artists thinkers. Great to have you with us. This is Tracy L. Slatten, hosting Independent Artists and Thinkers. I am so happy to welcome you to the show. We've got a great show lined up for you today. I'm really happy, just delighted that people are listening to the show live and in the archives and in the iTunes podcast channel. So welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying it. I created this show to support those brave souls who are operating outside the structures of the big established corporations. As the intro to the show says, I intend to illuminate the unusual journey and to bring it to you. I'm interested in alternatives to conventional thinking and conventional answers. I'm interested in creativity, fresh ideas, unusual perspectives, and originality. And this show aims to bring you models of people who embody those qualities. Please do call in with questions or comments to 516-453-6052. You can also live chat me at blogtalkradio.com slash independent artist thinkers. And the, lo- the chat room is open now. If you're online, just drop me a line and say hi. Email me in between shows if you'd like to suggest a guest or have me ask questions of a particular guest. You can reach me at tracy at tracylflatten.com. And that's tracy, T-R-A-C-I at tracylflatten.com. In the coming weeks, some fascinating guests are coming on. Next week on January 7th, which is a Thursday, and back to our normal day and time, Canadian pop star Billy Grimo will be on. Uh, So we're having some musicians on independent artists and thinkers, which is fun. On Thursday, January 28th, attorney Stuart Gartner will be on talking about divorce and the battlefield of love. And it's really sad, but sometimes that's what happens to relationships. Um, And I've got other people who are I'm lining up and who are confirming, you know, as we speak. So tune in and keep checking the website, independentartistthinkers.com and the Blog Talk Radio page to find out who will be on the show. I am so delighted today to have country singer Madeline Victoria on to talk about being born to sing. Madeline Victoria grew up in the deep south of Texas in Harlingen, performing in public for the first time during a local Christmas pageant at age five. She continued performing and singing throughout her youth at local competitions and pageants, earning awards and recognition as one of the area's top young performers. 
Her songwriting career began at the age of 13 after becoming the lead vocalist at her church. In 2007, Madeline competed in the Modeling Association of America International Competition and Convention, where she won the vocal competition singing Sarah Evans' Real Fine Place to Start. That same year, Madeline auditioned to perform with the Radio Disney Superstars of Dallas, and she opened for the Jonas Brothers. In high school, Madeline studied both opera and mariachi, winning accolades in both, while honing her guitar skills. In December of 2012, Madeline performed in Las Vegas, Planet Hollywood, and at the NFR Rodeo as the Shania Twain Sing-Off Contest winner. Madeline has sung the national anthem at United League Games and at local high school sporting events, political rallies, patriotic ceremonies, rodeos, and stock shows, including the 2009 Los Fresnos PRCA Rodeo in Los Fresnos, Texas, where she was crowned the inaugural Rodeo Queen. Very cool. More recently, Madeline Victoria and her band have opened for some of the biggest names in country music, including Easton Corbin, Turnpike Troubadours, Tracy Lawrence, Kevin Fowler, Clay Walker, Josh Thompson, Dustin Lynch, the Zach Brown Band, the Charlie Daniels Band, and more. She is a top 50 CMT.com artist, too. Madeline also gives back to her community by volunteering at local motor training events for special needs children, singing to the children in hospitals and rehab centers, and by starting her own annual event called Octave Higher Christmas for Children. Madeline Victoria's latest single release with Star One Records and MTS is He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor, and I hope to play it later in our show. You can find out more about Madeline at MadelineVictoriaMusic.com. And, you know, you spell her name, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N, VictoriaMusic.com, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MadelineVictoria, which is one word. Madeline, welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's great. It's great. I'm so happy you're here. And I managed to upload your song into uh, Blog Talk Radio, so I'm hoping to play it a little bit later once we get started talking. Yay. Awesome. (laughs) Yay. Uh, I think that's better than putting you on the spot and asking you to sing into your telephone, right? Oh, yes. Way better. It was so much better. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll start with you with a question I always start with with my guests. and it's a big question, so just, you know, find your entryway into it and start talking. And so the question is this, how did you begin your journey, and what has it taken for you to arrive at the place where you are currently? What training did you have, and when did you know you were going to be singing country music? Was music a major presence in your home when you were growing up? What did you think you would be? Tell me about your childhood and lead up to now. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a lot that I could uh, talk about. <laughs> it all uh, started when I was about um, about five years old. Um, even before that, I mean, I was known in my family as as the singer, and 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 this is um, uh, from my family who who are very talented as well. I mean, I have my, my uncles and my cousins on my mom's side are are very talented, and and um, they're all musicians as well. And on my dad's side, not so much, but um, like I said, my mom's side, very talented and. And they they even noticed, you know, at such a young age, even when I was one, two years old, three years old, like, okay, something's different about her. You know, she's just singing everywhere she goes. And if people asked me to sing, I was on the spot. I would I would say, you know, okay, and just start singing. And it's something that I guess what they lacked, you know, they didn't really want to go on stage. They just did it for themselves, and they never did anything professional. But uh, like I said, very, very talented. So it all started about five years old. My cousin uh, got me into this pageant, um, Christmas pageant, and I sang um for her it was her pageant and so I sang for that and it was um 
I remember the, the same feeling that I, you know, feel now. I mean, I feel like it was, I, I'm right there on the stage again and a little bit nervous, but I think since I did it, um, you know, at a very young age, I really don't get nervous anymore. Um, I trained myself at such a young age to just get, let those nerves go and, and really uh, transform it into a positive energy rather than a negative energy for performing. And mm-hmm. I also learned the national anthem at a very young age. I was about eight years old, and my mom, I, I told her I, I would see, you know, we, we would watch a lot of sports with my dad, and, of course, the national anthem is the first thing that you do um, before the, the game starts. So I, I wanted to do that. I saw that, and I said, Mom, I want to do that. Can you help me teach me how to sing the national anthem? Mm-hmm. So um, my mom did, and, so I, I started singing, you know, more and more around the town and locally here. And, and I would, of course, I was in choir. So there was a lot of training that came from that, from elementary to middle school to high school. Uh, never really any uh, formal vocal training. I've never had that. Um, I'm really looking forward to the day where I do have some really good training. But, but uh, you know, I still thank, you know, my, my choir director from high school for, for as much as he did for me and, and my career and helping me with my voice. And uh, also my mariachi director, who's not, sadly not with us anymore, passed away uh, mm. not too long ago. But um, he helped me in so much in my music and um, also as well the people who were helping me with my opera. And, he, and those are all very different um, genres, um, you know, music, different styles and arrays of styles uh, than country. But I feel like that has all helped me and cultivated my voice to where I am today. Um, I could say probably, like you mentioned, uh, 13 years old was when I really started to also incorporate songwriting within my my music. Um, you know, I always had, of course, just sang with karaoke music for different events and whatnot. And, and uh, you know, the influences that I had then, like, you know, uh, for, for singing music. I, I love to sing Leanne Rhymes songs. I love to sing Patsy Cline songs. Also, mm. I, I, I did a little bit of R&B. I like to sing, like, old uh, R&B and also Alicia Keys. I would, you know, put that into my music as well. And, of course, also the late Tejano singer, um, Selena, I would sing a lot of her songs. Mm. Um, but, uh, like I said, back to the songwriting, um, I saw that somebody gave me, a, I, I either, I can't remember necessarily if I heard it on TV or if I heard it on a radio interview or something where I heard that songwriting is the key to, um, you know, being successful in in the music business as well, as long as, you know, of course there's recording artists that are doing really well, but if you really want, and I was such a, I was so young and I took that in right away again. I said, okay, I want to do that too. And, and I had already had a book full of poems and, and lyrics. So I thought, okay, this is, this makes sense. I love to write. And uh, if I want to be really successful, I have to do it and, and you know, really get um, down to it, you know? And so I had my, my, my choir director started teaching me guitar. I was about you know, the same age, 14, 15 years old, when I started to incorporate the music with it. And, uh, you know, it just grew from there. And when I was about 15 years old, like you mentioned before, I uh, entered into a talent search here locally, which they were actually from Dallas, Texas, but they came down here. We're about eight hours south of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I um, got into that talent search. I made it into those classes. We went to New York. I competed. I also, this was an agency out of Dallas, and a lot of other agencies wanted to sign me in New York, you know, that was the whole point of going up there to look for agencies and um, get exposure and, and whatnot. But I, I uh, this was mainly on the acting side and I, I, I love acting as well, but I just couldn't um, at the time, my parents, you know, didn't want me to, to really leave my childhood. And, and, you know, they knew that I would still continue to sing and do what I can here locally. And that was just, you know, something I knew I could do as well. But I came back mm-hmm. I auditioned in Dallas for Radio Disney. I got to open for the Jonas Brothers, which was really, really great. And all at the same time, you know, this is, something that I thought, you know, where it becomes a hobby or it becomes profession or what I'm going to do, you know, you're in high school now and 
16, 17 years old, everyone's applying for scholarships and deciding where they're going to go. And I was always, you know, an overachiever, as many scholarships as I could get and where I'm going to go to college. But I thought, you know, if, if, if I'm going to pursue something in my passion, uh, I, I'd rather do something and pursue my 100% in a passion rather than something that I knew that I you know, everyone told me to do and what I should be doing. So I uh, made the decision and told my parents, you know, I, I had a full ride scholarship, but I told them, you know, this is, wow. if I could do that, if I, if I know that I could, uh, if I could, you know, accomplish everything in college and if I could do, I could do the same thing in my singing and I could, um, you know, work, work as hard and, you know, get together my band. I got them um, together when I was a senior in high school. You know, I wanted to, I was, I was really tough cookie, you know, really making them work and practice and I wanted us to be the best and, um, <laughs> I just, you know, talking about it, I'm just remembering everything. And um, it just, you know, grew from there. I, I, I have different band members now, you know, um, always evolving, you know, different bands. And, and I'm really, you know, promote myself around here in South Texas. And um, I guess I could talk about, you know, my greatest influences, you know, growing up. I, I always listen to George Strait as well. George Strait, I, I heard an interview one time of, of him on um, the radio of how he – he not necessarily doesn't songwrite, but I know um, he was talking about how he selects the songs, the number one songs mm-hmm. that he gets, and along with his producers and his manager and whatnot. And he always looks for, he always listens to, um, there's a three-step that he listens to, and it's the melody and then the music and then the lyrics. And if none of those go with each other, like he could love the melody and not like the music, or he can love both of the melody and music and not like the lyrics, and none of it would work. So that's kind of how I write. Um, I go from that basis from what I heard from George Strait because I love him. And, I mean, obviously he's the king of country and he has over mm-hmm. 60 number one hits. And, you know, there's a reason for all that. So, yeah, I mean, all of that and to the point in my career now, you know, sharing the stage with so many artists. And, and the way I like to look at it, too, is still on a very small scale. I mean, of course, I'm still growing and whatnot. But um, for me to have the experiences that I've had so far at such a small scale, you know, with big artists and, and the big time concert scene and, you know, being backstage with all these big artists. And it, it just feels crazy how I could, I'm able to do all that while still at this level of my career, you know, um, yeah, still really being cool. a force, um, yeah, independent and, and, and doing all that. So it's, it's been a great ride up until now. And I'm, I'm excited for, for more and more to come. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And let me ask you about your songwriting. Where do you find the inspiration for your songwriting? Because you said that you heard in, an interview that in order to be success, heard somewhere that you had in order to be successful in your business, you had to write your own songs. So you decided at a young age that you were going to do that. So where do you find the inspiration for your songs? You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's a mixture of so many things. Like sometimes I could get an inspiration out of nowhere. Like it just comes to me. I feel like, and I'm, I'm really big in my faith and with God and whatnot. And, and so I feel like these are just like God sent sometimes. And sometimes I really have to, uh, you know, concentrate and, 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 figure out what kind of song I'm going to write, what kind of beat, what kind of melody, you know, what, what do I want the drums to do here while I'm singing this? You know, I really get um, really into that. But then sometimes, which is the beautiful moments where I don't even know where it came from, where I do know where it comes from, but it's just like, boom, you know, I get the idea. And it, it could be when I'm out, out you know, traveling, I, I'm on the road, I'm going to a show and, I, and I'm just looking at the sky and looking at the road and um, it just comes to me. I'm traveling. I love to travel, and so I get a lot of inspiration from doing that. And also just being outside and with nature. We love me and my family. We love to fish. So you know, mm-hmm. every time we go out and and we're fishing, and I get inspirations from that too. And also from uh, stories from I hear from so many of my friends and family, and and you know the story. Madeline. Madeline. 
I don't know. I think we might have lost Madeline. I can't hear her. Uh, Hello? Madeline. Okay, we lost you for a minute. So are you there? Yes. Okay, Hello? I don't know. you. Hi, Madeline, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, you had cut out for a minute. So you said you get inspiration from being on the road and from fishing. Um, and who else? Who has inspired you? What people or what um, kinds of music? Who inspires you? What inspires you? Um, I would say my my family really inspires me. You know, like I said earlier, a lot of my uh, my cousins and my uncles are very very talented and also songwriters. And you know, they've never really done anything professional, which is why I do what I do. So they inspire me so much as well. I mean, I've been seeing them play and sing since I was a little girl, and that's what really inspires me to do singing and, and to songwriting and whatnot. And, and the stories that I hear from so many different people. I mean, like you know, my latest single, "He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor." I mean, I was inspired by you know me going dancing all the time you know anything that I love to do I take inspiration from everywhere and from all over you know the whole world <laughs> it's so just anything tell- you know I can hear even a excuse me well tell us how you got the idea and then maybe we'll play it how'd you get the idea for the song he only loves me I mean was there a guy you were dancing with and you felt like he was only attracted to you when you were dancing together on the dance floor <laughs> you know it could, there's there's actually many cases like that like and, and, and you know, I simply go out with my friends to dance, and I love it. I mean, you know, that's it's true what they say about Texans. We love to two-step. Well, no, not all of us, but, I mean, you know, majority of us, you know, we love to do that. And, and a lot of my friends down here in Deep South Texas, we go out and dancing. And um, I see that with my friends. You know, I've had that happen to me a couple times where you think, oh, you know, he's great. But then, you know, we're only dancing, and then that's it. But at the time, too, I did have a boyfriend who, uh, you know, we would go out dancing and whatnot. Um, so... <laughs> It just—it all just came from that, <laughs> all of it together, and um, you know the influences of all the dance halls that I've been to, and and you know people can take it any way they want, you know even if it's not just the dance floor. It's like oh, so if you hear the verses, you know it's Friday night, looking for a good time. It's been a long week, and he's on my mind. Um, you know that could be any case. You know somebody who knows that they shouldn't be with this person, but man, they, every time they look at him, they just they just fall to pieces every time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, should I play it then? Yeah, that would be great. I would love for everybody to hear it. <laughs> okay, let's see if I can get it to play on here. All right, don't go anywhere. I'll play okay. the song. All right. Okay.
that was wonderful. I just wanted to give listeners a taste. That was a great song. You have a beautiful voice. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. I, I'm, and I hope everyone liked it out there. <laughs> yeah, there's a great richness in your voice. The song is really catchy. I How's your song doing out there? Is, when was it released? Um, This was released, um, let's see, on iTunes, I released it earlier in the year, but when I got with, you know, MCS Management at Star One, we released it in October, and Mm -hmm. uh, we started charting on New Music Weekly charts, Um, right now it's number 25, and it's really crazy seeing my name with all these other big artists on there, (laughs) Uh, it's just crazy, and and we're also going to release it in January to um, Music Row, uh, Music Row Week, or something like that, Music Row Charts. Um, so all these different charts and, you know, getting my music out there is, is just so great. And, you know, God willing, it'd go all the way to Billboard. That would be really awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, but, um, good. yeah, it's doing so good. Yeah. So, um, I love this song. It's a great song. And I want to encourage my listeners that they can find it. Where can they find this song? Um, they could look on uh, iTunes, on Amazon. I believe it's also on YouTube, but I, I really appreciate it, y'all, if you could, you know, download it off of iTunes and whatnot and uh, really have, um, have it with you, that would be super, super great. Um, I usually have my also hard copy CDs to, available to buy on my website, but it's a little under construction right now. I'm working on all that. But, uh, yeah, everyone can get in off of there on uh, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube. That would be great. <laughs> That's great. And is your, is your music also on some of the stream streaming services like Spotify? Yes. Uh, people, that would be awesome, too. I mean, Spotify, um, I believe, on iHeartRadio. Um, let's see, all the all the other, you know, I believe I'm everywhere. So if you search my name, Google, it'll it'll you know, my song it'll pop up and, and um I'd really appreciate all that that support. That's great. And can you summarize some of the more we're going back to my questions now. So can you summarize some of the more important points of what you learned along the way as a singer and a performer? Of course, yeah. I actually just had a you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um I finally have a, a steel guitar player in my live band, which I've been waiting for for a long time. And I kind of feel like, you know, hearing myself now practicing with the steel guitar, I'm doing so much better in myself. But I was thinking back and what I've learned, and you know, I, I needed to learn uh, what I'm, what I can do at, at these small levels. Madeline, Madeline, you, we, you've cut out again. Okay, I think she doesn't know when she cuts out. Madeline, hello. Hello? There you are. You said you needed to learn. You cut out for a, a second. I don't know what's what's going on with your okay. with the f- connection. But anyways, so you said you needed to learn what you could do at the small level. So start from there. Yeah, like, like you know, reaching where the point I am now, sometimes, you know, as singers, we get a little anxious and we want to, you know, make it big right away or, you know, whatever our goals and our dreams are, we want to, like, you know, get there. But, you know, really looking back and what I've done is just, you know, you need to enjoy the ride and enjoy the steps that it gets there because you appreciate it more. Um, you you learn so much and you become so much wiser and, and uh, all the wisdom and the knowledge that you gain from, from doing it the hard way and, and you, know, you know, you know, getting out there, earning your stripes. You know, I'm out there still at the Honky Tonks playing and doing these four-hour gigs and, um, you know, you know, still getting out there. And I, I feel like, you know, I see it in a positive light, like where it's not really, you know, a, a bad thing. If there's one person in the crowd, I, you know, I still reached out to them and, you know, still became a fan. Or even if there's 100 people and only, like, you know, five people looked up my music, and that still, to me, is a huge accomplishment. And I appreciate that so much more now that I'm, you know, going down this long path. And um, and like I said, finally, now that I have a steel guitar player in my live show, because I have it in my recordings, but I've never had one 
you know, playing with me live. And now I have one, and it just feels like an, an amazing accomplishment, you know, something that I've never had before. And it's just um, all a learning process. Even even when I have, um, you know, the big concert settings, I've learned so much more, you know, than I feel like I would have than if they, you know, a label just <clears throat> threw me out there and said, hey, you're going to go on a uh, – a, a three-month tour with this person, get out there, you know, this and this and that. And if I had never done what I'm doing now, it, it would be uh, so much more difficult for me to handle. So I, I feel like I'm doing all this at this level now with all these big opening acts, um, as an opening act for these big artists, so I could, um, you know, be prepared for what's coming in the future. And, and it's great. So you feel like you're learning about preparation and taking the long way? Yes, I feel that that is exactly what, I'm doing, and I think it's better for me. I mean, I feel like we all have our own um, our own paths and our own stories, and uh, this is mine. You know, I kind of feel like, oh, I, you know, I've done this for a long time now, and I've had a band, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the right person at the right time, and why isn't it happening yet? And, you know, you can go through all of that in your mind. But I, in the long run, and when I look at the bigger picture, uh, you know, when I can zoom out of this, all the small little problems I'm having and the bigger pictures, this is all helping me so much, and it's 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 um a big blessing, and uh, yeah, definitely preparation for for everything that's to come for me. And what are some of the major challenges you faced so far, and what are some of the major rewards? Um, let's see. So the challenges that I've had um, right now, well, first of all, as a solo as a solo artist, kind of you know you're not really promoting um, yourself as a band here locally and and all over Texas. There's a lot of bands. Who, who are, you know, they, they kind of move up the ladder a little faster because I believe, like, as a band, you have so much more support and uh, a band you're together. But there's pros and cons to everything. You know, sometimes you lose band members. You know, you can't decide on something. And as a solo artist, you know, I, I could decide, you know, what I want. I'm doing this and this and that. But the, the struggle that I have is I don't have a set band all the time. You know, I have I just have fill-ins and sit-ins and people who just, you know, but but then again, the beautiful thing about that is I have so many musicians around me that know all of my music and know all of my stuff, and so I could get in anybody. And you know, in the end, at the end of the day, if if I do, you know, eventually sign a label, uh, sign with a label, which you know will get me, you know, what I want and what I need. Um, I don't have to worry about, you know, okay, well, my band, you have to sign my band too. You know, like you know, that's that's another thing that that I feel like will help us in the in the long run. But it does it is a little bit of a struggle right now where I can't, you know, really get my my band together but in the end I feel like it, everything happens for a reason and and it's going to be you know it'll be just fine and and uh whatnot <laughs> and how do you choose band members like when how does it happen that someone comes into your band you know sometimes it could be you know I actually go out a lot and you know I, I look at it as uh, if I'm not playing and performing I I go out to where there is live music and different bands going on and uh, especially when I go to Nashville I've been going to Nashville for about two years now and I get all these different musician cards and, and, you know, I talk to them after the show. And even when I'm opening up for a bigger band, I usually end up talking to all the musicians and <clears throat> all the members. And, uh, you know, there's a connection there. And then something that, you know, you never know where, where might go down the road. Um, I also, um, my recording that I have that's out there, there's uh, some really big musicians on there to me because this is Texas country. And these musicians have been touring all over the U.S. with these bigger names than myself. And I get to have them on my album, and that helps me a lot, and I make a connection there. And even one of them, um, his name is Roger Ray, and he's a steel guitar player in my music. In my, and um, he only loves me on the dance floor. And he's an amazing, amazing musician, and he's been with a band called Jason Bolin and the Stragglers for a long time. He, um, he's not actually with the band anymore, but he's, you know, doing some freelancing. And for him to tell me, hey, whenever you need me, you know, to, to play on a concert if I'm nearby, you can count me in. I'll, I'll get on stage with you. And so for that, 
you know, for the for the musicians to appreciate, you know, my music and for them to want to play with me. And then, you know, we make that connection, friendship, you know, um, whatever it is, um, is amazing. And, and uh, you know, that's how I do it. You know, you just got to gotta make those connections. And, um, and, yeah, it all just starts to work out. And so um, it sounds like making connections with museums whom you respect um, is one of the rewards of this journey. But what are some of the other rewards? Well, it's just man, and not 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 only connections with musicians, but with with people and fans and and from everywhere. I mean, I've always had you know this longing. I guess it comes with the, the reason why I love to sing and and love to be on stage is connections with the fans and the friends that I make along this journey. Um, people like you know in the crowd and who I get to know and and even their stories inspire me. Whoever I meet on the road, and if I could you know change something in their lives, they're going to change something in my life. So that's that's very very rewarding. Um, the songwriter, you know, if they can relate to my songs, um, you know, that's an even bigger reward, you know, something that I'm doing with my music can influence them and, and help them. And speaking of influencing, if I also, um, if I hire, you know, younger generations out there to do uh, what they love and to pursue it, I mean, every every road that, that somebody chooses, every path is going to be hard, you know, it's going to be difficult, it's going to be a lot of um, hard work, so if they could do it in the passion and in what they love. And I mean, if I could somehow inspire somebody out there for that, that's also a, a very, very big reward. And um, the future rewards that I look forward to, you know, of course I want to be successful in the, in the business and, you know, that includes making money. But um, what I want to do with that money is just so much more, you know, all the, you know, I just want to donate my money everywhere. And that's to me going to be also even a bigger reward for myself. And what are some that you say you, you're hoping to inspire, you know, a younger generation of artists? Um, what are some things you would say to them? What some of the advice you would give to them? Well, I would just say with the advice that I've been giving and that I've been going by, and that's to never give up. Um, I know that's probably like a broken record of advice, but, I mean, it's true. It's, it's, they, it's advice for a reason, you know, to never, ever give up. And if you have that in the front of your mind and, you know, always right there in front of you to, to never give up. I mean, you could be three feet from gold. So I, I give that advice to everybody out there, whether, you know, you're a musician or a singer or, you know, whatever you're doing out there, if you never give up, I mean, you're only three feet from gold. So, yeah. <laughs> and how, what in you gives you the courage and the strength to never give up? I have my family, you know, first of all, I mean, um, my family and my faith, you know, um, those are the, the two things that um, I have right there for me. You know, if somebody out there, you know, not, I know not all of us have um, a lot of family support, but I've known a lot of other artists that, that have made it without that. And, and so, you know, you can do it. But in my road and, you know, what I have is the support um, for my family and my really close friends and, uh, of course, God guiding me along the way. You know, sometimes, I mean, it's just so, so hard. And if, if I just start to pray and say the prayer, you know, I start to calm myself down. And then, and, 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 you know, with that, it's, it's um it's everything to me and everything for me because without them I I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing so that's 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 my little story <laughs> with that. Well, that's wonderful. Can you tell us about some of your upcoming events? Yeah, sure. Um, actually, I'm right now I'm preparing for my radio tour, so I'm doing a big celebration and and fundraiser here um, in a very small town. We have a one little dance hall here um, that a lot of people you know locally and supporting me and whatnot. So we're gonna go out and celebrate this Saturday and of course I'll be performing and uh, it'll be a fundraiser like I said from, for my radio tour so that's, that's going to be really cool I'll have some opening acts and some raffle tickets you know raffling some really cool prizes here from local businesses so I, I love that and you know I always love the support from 
from my hometown and surrounding, you know, cities. Um, also tomorrow, which we're, it's pretty crazy. Uh, we're opening up for the Eli Young Band tomorrow. Um, That's cool. Here, uh, yeah, so, I'm, uh, you know, it's a lot of things that I have to get done this week. I'm, I'm getting sponsors. I'm getting different prizes for the raffle. I'm, we're having a dress rehearsal tonight, tomorrow. Um, you know, have a gig on Thursday. Um, so it's, it's just so many things up in, you know, this just this week. And then the radio tour goes into January. And then, um, you know, I'm looking forward to also a lot more shows and a lot more opening acts that I'll be doing. And, uh, you know, we're looking into this other you – know, I do all my own bookings right now. So um, uh-huh. right now we're looking at, um, you know, different booking agencies and which one, you know, is the right one for myself and um, ready to get myself out there out of Texas and whatnot. And uh, also I hope to be recording um, in the summertime. I have a whole album ready to record. You know, I have so much material and I'm con- I'm always writing and um, writing my songs and whatnot. And, and so I- I'm really looking forward to recording my first full-length album um, in the summertime. And, and even before that, I- I- I'm probably going to release another single from the EP, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. those are those are some upcoming things that I have for myself. That's cool. That sounds really fun. Um, I'm going to go back to some of my thought-provoking questions, and one of them is, how have you had to think outside the box in order to get where you are? All right, yeah. Um, well, it's, you know, a lot of people, and, uh, you know, look at the, the outer, the, the surface of what I do, and that is um, – you know, mainly like, you know, you, they see me on stage and I'm having such a great time and whatnot, but there's a very serious business side to it. And, you know, you, like you said, you have to really think outside the box and, and, and you have to read a lot, you know, about what you're doing in my career. And um, especially since, you know, I'm an independent artist and I have to do and think like a label would. So, you know, that's, that's, that's exactly how I think. And, and you know, how a label would be promoting myself and I, I'm doing that for myself. So, um you know, thinking about all the promotions and all the PR, all the, you know, um, the graphic designing for the posters, and, you know, every little thing that you could think of that, that that's going to help my career. And as a label would, a major label would, that's how I'm thinking in my mind. And, and you know, eventually, um, you know, and that's, that's the goal in my dream, though. I want to I want to be able to own my own label. So um, I'm preparing cool. and thinking outside the box. Yeah, for that. So I, I'm. Yeah, that's what I do. What would you do with your own label? What would you do with your own label? Um, I would, first of all, I mean, um, it would be something that I want to, I have a lot of, um, so many ideas for for this. Um, It would mainly be, you know, for country music artists, but I also very much love, um, I love a lot of the music that they don't um, play on the radio anymore, like kind of like Southern Rock. Um, like old kind of old school style kind of music. I'd be looking for musicians for that and, and helping a lot of people in that area. Kind of, you know, I, I kind of see Zach Brown kind of did that. I don't know how his label's doing right now, but uh, Southern Ground Records, I know I noticed that he did that because a lot of my favorite new bands are coming out of his label. So um, that's, that's what uh, I plan to do. And I have so many, you know, I already know who I'm going to hire. You know, I've got, I've got like, you know, talent scouts in mind and, just, just so many different things. It sounds kind of silly, maybe for somebody, for me right now, this level of my career. But I mean, I, like I said, no, I think, preparation and <laughs> I think it's a big dream. I think you need a big dream to inspire big actions. Yes, yeah. I think definitely. it's good to have big dreams. And what have you yes, found definitely. to be the best tools to help you on your path? What are some of your best tools in terms of thinking like a label, in terms of doing your own booking, in terms of you know, creating your career, what are some of the best tools that have helped you? The best tools that have helped me in my career. Let's see. <laughs> um, I mean, 
I've had, you know, I think, man, I'm a little stumped on that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's well, see. we can go. We can go to another question. It's um, where do you see your work in five years, in ten years, and in twenty years? Okay, um, I'll, I'll try to get back to the tool thing. <laughs> but yeah, sure. five years. Um, I, man, I see myself already. You know you know, going on tour all over the country and uh, almost getting, you know, my, my, you know, my shows to be selling out already. You know, that, that's, that's my, one of my, also my biggest dreams is to, uh, people ask like, you know, is it a Grammy in five years, 10 years, 20 years? I really, really, you know, I, I, I'm a very competitive person, but, you know, I, I know that for me, the most important things are, are the people and, and reaching out to everybody out there. So the day that, um, you know, I start selling out tours is the day that I know that I'm like, okay, this is it, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. making it. And um, that's where I see myself, you know, five years, that's, that's where I'm at. I'm selling out tours. You know, if the, if the, if the nominations and, and awards come along with that, then great, you know, but um, my main focus is, um, is on that, on the touring, uh, selling out the shows. I'll be doing that five years, 10 years. You know, um, I also have other dreams where, you know, I want to start many businesses and um, help people, you know, with jobs around my here locally, you know, local businesses. If, if, you know, people need some, some funding or something, you know, I want to, I want to do that and help them out with that and um, really get my name out there. I want to write books. Um, I want to um, do so many things and help people all over the world. And, and just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really great, a really great thing to do and, and, and be able to do in, in, in my career. That's cool. That's cool. What do you want to write about? You say you want to write books. Um, I kind of, kind of, um, motivation, like, you know, like, uh, motivating and, and also, um, inspiring, you know, even maybe my story, you know, have somebody help me with my story and, and inspiring with that. Um, so, you know, just anything like that. Um, if I can write well, anything may, about my faith as well with you? God. Madeline, what motivates you? Um, you know, like I said before, you know, um, my family, my faith, you know, when I start to, um, that's first and foremost and what I, what I want to do and, you know, it's just something within me that I've had um, for a long time. Just, 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 I don't know how to describe it. Um, other people describe it better than I do of, about myself, where I'm just so uh, passionate and and um, I'm just so determined to to get out there. I, 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 it's just something that I have within me that I've I've noticed. Um, I guess a little bit, but other people notice it more than myself. So, mm-hmm. uh, motivation comes from within, I guess, and. Um, you know, like I said, family, faith, and then also, you know, seeing other artists um, performing and um, probably why I can't really watch award shows or anything because then I get super anxious and super excited and, oh, my God, I want to get out there. And I just get too, like, you know, I get overexcited. And <laughs> so watching other artists performing and all that really, really motivates me as well. Uh, going out to concerts, um, if I'm not an opening act, it's kind of hard for me to get out there because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get too crazy and, and want to jump on the stage, and that really motivates me too. <laughs> Yeah. Earlier, you talked about letting your about when you perform, you let your nerves go um, and transform your nerves into positive energy. Can you talk about that? How do you do that? Yeah, you know, I've been. Yeah, a lot of people ask me that. Like, you know, people that that start. You know, a lot of my friends or even people that I met down the road of musicians that are just starting into the music. And you know, basically, I mean, I'm, I am too. But I've been singing for a long time, and I feel like I since I was so young since I've been doing it for so many years, it just kind of went away. And if somebody's starting right now, um, they need to understand that, yes, like, you know, you are going to be nervous. It's your first time performing. You're going to be nervous, admit it, but get on up there anyway and get through it anyway. And little by little, 
it'll go away. Like it just, it just literally, like it's like magic. It just goes away. <laughs> so the more you do it and the more you get out there and the more you're on stage, um, the, the, the better the, you know, the nerves go away. So, um, and, and, and I still do get anxious when I'm um, there at my performances. I, I get very serious. I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm concentrating. I'm there at soundcheck. Okay, what do I need to do there? And uh, right before st- the stage, you know, right before I go on, it's that anxious feeling to get on there. And then when I'm on the stage, it's it's the most comforting feeling ever. I just, I feel like I don't, I'm at home when I'm on the stage. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, the, the nerves, you know, they, they're kind of like good butterflies. And it's just a mind thing, you know. You got to really train yourself on that. And, and the more you more you do it, the better better it gets. So you weren't aware of any specific sort of mental tricks that you use. It's for you. It was really practice um, being. Yeah, yeah. The, just the more experience. With experience comes, I guess, less nerves. That's, that's from what I I knew, you know, because I I never really had advice on that or any you know formal training on anything. So I just had to you know go with what I had and um, what I. Well, I mean, I guess you know what I guess I never noticed what I do is I I like to listen to music to calm me down. I guess you know from the anxiety or something. I like to listen to my George Strait, and um, there's a band. I love Turnpike Tribulars and John Party. I know he's getting out there. I love to listen to, you know, my favorite artists, and, and uh, really, really calms me down and really gets me pumped at the same time. So that's something and that I guess people can take from that. So what are you doing, like, backstage, five minutes before a show starts? What are you doing? What are you saying to yourself? Uh, you know, it just depends on the show and where I'm at and whatnot. Um, I could be getting, you know, usually I have to get ready and makeup and hair and all that. And um, I'm just with my family. As long as my family is there with me too, you know, behind the stage, like I can, you know, some people might say like, oh, you still have your family there. Like, you know, what's up with that or something negative. But I, I never see it in a negative light. It's always a positive light because I could take charge and do what I needed to do and have my family there for support is, is uh, just awesome. So, yeah, I'm just you know, with my family, hanging out, getting ready, kind of like, you know, not really thinking about the the, the performance. I, I don't know how to explain it to you. I, I just kind of, you know, um, not that I don't practice before I go on stage, you know, I do a little bit of warm up, but as long as I'm not thinking about it and I'm just relaxing and just, mm-hmm. you know, with my family, it's, that's always better for me, you know, rather than, and then I get on stage and I know what I have to do, you know, like I, I already prepared myself for that and I just want to relax right before I go on stage. And what has been your favorite performance so far? Mm, man, you know, uh, that's a tough one because I love every different performance. is a new one and, and really exciting for me. Um, it's really, you know, the big shows are really, really amazing. I could say, like, you know, my favorite one from each kind of category, like, you know, acoustic shows or big shows. So the, my favorite performance so far from all the concerts that I've done, the big, big-time concerts has been, oh, man, I feel like – which one should I pick? It's it's, it's either <laughs> you know it's okay. Um, this was when I opened it for the Charlie Daniels Band. Um, this was, I believe, just this past year in May, or was it? Uh, I, I anyway, I I just it was just so amazing. I also opened it was myself, another Texas artist. Um, his name is Aaron Watson and uh, Charlie Daniels Band. And so it was to be a part of that lineup, and also the experience that I got backstage and on stage. Uh, and, and for some reason, you know, my music right now, uh, kind of really, really, a lot of the older crowd, which, which is a Charlie Daniels, of course, crowd, um, really, really likes my music. <laughs> and, and of course, the, a lot of the younger generations, too, but, but they really like it. The older generations, they say, you know, you're keeping it country, blah, 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 whatever. And so the, 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 the crowd and the experience from that was just amazing. And also being able to, to hang out with Charlie Daniels 
um, mm-hmm. backstage was even was even more amazing. So um, that's that's got to be you know that is got to be my number one from the big shows. And then um, from the shows that I do here, like locally, and you know the four hour gigs and whatnot, I've had really really great shows at, at a place called Clayton's uh, Bar and Grill, and it's um, here on South Padre Island, and it's a really big attraction. They're making a big pier out there, and it's growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger. But I was there when it first started. And um, the, the experiences and the people that I've, that I've met there, you know, I've had four-hour gigs there, ended up being six-hour gigs because they didn't wow. want to let me go. And, of course, so, yeah, it's just amazing times there at Clayton. <laughs> and what are some of the things that people have said to you? Like, do you remember individual moments of people telling you something about how your music has touched them? Definitely. Um, you know, there's been uh, so many people that have um, impacted my life. You know, every every positive word and every, you know, true, you know, anything that I can get from the people that, that are that are supporting me just keeps me going as well. You know, I mentioned my family and my faith, but when people outside of my family who know, you know, my family supports me because they love me. You know, this is my mom, my dad, my brother, uh, my brother's girlfriend, my best friend. Um, you know, all that I know is like, okay, you guys have to say that because you guys, you know, are my friends and my family. But when I get something that's genuine and honest from from a stranger, um, that what that are some of those comments? Me. Can you remember some of those? Oh comments? man, just <laughs> name a few. I do, but I'm I'm just so I'm so embarrassed because it's Don't like be embarrassed. Uh... <laughs> you to let us know. Let us know. People want to know how yeah, great like, you are. So say say some. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Well, well, the one thing. Yeah, the, the one thing that that really impacts me and really you know makes me very even more humble is when they say you know I don't know I don't I mean you're gonna make it you're you're gonna make it big like there's there's no there's no doubt in my mind there's no this and that I don't care what it is you're gonna make it and you're gonna make it like that that that's when I know like that, that's basically the, the the thing that a lot of people tell me like you know when you're famous when you're out there you know, um, you got to remember me, you got to remember me. And, and cause you know, I'm going to say that I met you when you're already out there and you're on the CMAs and when you're on, you know, getting your first Grammy, you gotta, you gotta remember like, you know, me. And, and of course I try to remember everybody, but, but it's, uh-huh. it's, it's hard, you know? Uh, but, um, I have, um, you know, for them to tell me that and it's just, it keeps me going, you know, it's like, okay, I won't give up because I know that you think that I'm going to make it big. So I'm just going to, I'm going to keep going. And uh, one time, though, I really this, – there's this artist one time in the crowd. I remember him. And he was – he took a – I don't know, what, what was it, a napkin or something really – it was like a big napkin. And he he was – he drew my brother and I while we were performing. And it was identical. It's so beautiful. And he, he gave it up to us at the end. So little things like that. And, and one time um, when I first started off with the band – uh, we were doing the carnival. Like, we have little different carnivals here in South Texas, so we did a little carnival tour. And um, one of the uh, one of the carnival men um, working the machines, um, he he made me uh, my name, Madeline Victoria, within wood, and uh, he made it like things that that I guess that are creativity and what people make, and it comes from their heart. That that's also really really nice. Um, you know, I really don't like it when I receive gifts. I'm like, oh, you didn't have to do that. But when people mm-hmm. make something, that's that's really cool. It's kind of like what I do. You know, I, my gift to everyone is my songs, and then when people give a gift back to me like that from their creativity is really, really cool, too. That is cool. And how hard do <laughs> you push yourself? It's, um, you know, I in the beginning, uh, I was when I was very young, about 13 to about <laughs> 20 years old, I pushed myself a lot. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, I will talk about my faith, and I feel like God saw that. 
Um, he saw that I'm a, I'm a very much I I'm a very I'm an overachiever. So you know he saw that I, I pushed myself a lot. So I feel like he's he's put me in situations where I need to kind of calm down and kind of like you know relax and kind of like I got this. You know he's got my back because I think I have to do everything in which I do. I have to work really hard. But what I've learned also within that in my situations and the reason why I feel like it's taking so long for me, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm already 25 years old and this is taking forever. But I feel like, you know, I plow the field and God will bring the rain. You know, it's a, it's a teamwork thing. So uh, I learned that. And, and I used to push myself a lot, but now I'm kind of more relaxed and I know that I'm going to do what I got to do. And then, you know, God will open those doors. So it's, it's um, yeah, it's what I've learned. That's cool. That's cool. So you do everything <laughs> you can and then you let it go. Yes, exactly. You know, I, I, there are things that I can't control and out of my control, and I know that, that God has those in control. Mm-hmm. And um, what's a fun fact? What are some fun facts people might not know about you? Hmm, well, I mean, they can kind of fun facts that they don't know about me. I mean, um, I love to dance a lot. I mean, if I'm out dancing, I mean, I don't know, maybe it makes sense. I'm always on stage, and I kind of, I just love to dance. I mean, hip-hop is is uh <laughs> what I love to do. I used to be in dance in high school and uh that's what I love. I mean, I love to fish. Um baseball is um my favorite sport. My brother, who's also my guitar player, and I wanted to mention him. He's um you know, my musical partner in crime. He helps me so much and he's gotten in on some co writing as well this year. But uh he, he played baseball his whole life and up until a little bit of college ball and you know, he got really serious with the music with me. But um, I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. My my team are the Texas Rangers. I love them. And then I also do love the Houston Astros. I'm a fan of anything Texan. So, um, but uh, I love football too. I'm a Cowboys fan. You know, hated or loved it. People <laughs> might be like, oh no, I don't love her anymore. <laughs> they find out I'm a Cowboys Dallas Cowboys fan, but that's okay. Um, I I respect every other team. <laughs> yeah, you're but, um, you're from Texas. You're allowed to like the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm from here. I, I, my first Cowboys game, I was about let's see, seven years old. So, I mean, I've been a fan all my life. Um, you know, the, I'm, yeah, the, I guess the fact that I'm a sports fan, I'm an outdoor, I love to be outdoors. Um, I love to skinboard kind of here on South Padre Island. What kind of what? What kind of fishing do you do? Like, I, I have a friend I go bluefish fishing with him in Cape Cod. Oh, but cool. what, what kind of fishing do you do? No, it's just um, salt water. You know, we're here. Um, we have something called the Arroyo, um, and uh, it's kind of a mixture of fresh and salt, and then it goes out into into the Gulf of Mexico. So, you know, we, we go out there and fish off of the Arroyo a lot. We fish for trout, uh, black drum, redfish. Um, let's see, what else? What else? Flounder. I mean, we don't. I don't really gig. I, I do a lot of uh, with bait and with um, also a, a lure. Uh, we go out there on my uncle's boat. Um, we don't necessarily have a boat yet, but I mean that's our goal too. We want to want to get a boat. That'll be a really awesome prize for us. Like uh, vehicles, I really don't care about. Like you know, I love an old truck, and that's that's all I need. But but when we could buy a boat and get out there on the water all the time is is going to be great. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of that, and sometimes we do a little freshwater bass fishing. But because we do have a little bit of um, what we call here resacas, it sounds a little <laughs> funny, but that's what we call the freshwater little rivers because here there's a lot of farm life and a lot of uh, farming. So back in the day, all these farmers um, started their own irrigation, and then they turned into resacas, and so there's now a lot of fish in there, a lot of freshwater uh, fish, um, which um, contain, you know, bass. Also, um, they, we call them gasper goos. Um, those are really good to eat. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said, mainly we love to fish for redfish. That's my favorite fish. And my brother and my, my brother's a girlfriend. They're amazing. I mean, they're awesome fish, fishermen, and uh, we go out there. And my dad's side of the family are, are real big fishermen. 
So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's awesome. That's that's my you know my release and my my time to because I love it. Mm-hmm. I my friend I fish with in Cape Cod. He says fishing is his religion. I mean, when he wants to feel close to God, he goes out in his boat. <laughs> Yes, that's ex- see, I, I, you know, and I'm, I'm really, you know, my faith and, and my relationship with God is so great, and I, I don't, and, and people are like, well, why don't you go to church? And I don't go to church very often. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather go out and fish and be and talk to God one on one and read the Bible out there and have a good time <laughs> out there getting closer to God. So that's where um, I, I do. I like to, not that I don't like to go to church. I love church, but I just, you know, I mm-hmm. like to say that as a little, little joke. <laughs> Well, that's what, that's my friend is a famous writer, so you sound like a writer. Um, and I have a, I interviewed someone, um, and I think you've kind of echoed this theme, Alexis Suarez, who's an actor and a producer here in New York, and he talked about practice, patience, and persistence as his approach to his art, which is acting. Oh, nice. What do you think about that? Oh, yes. That that is beautiful. I love that. Those are what three P's. <laughs> three yeah, P's. practice, that's, patience, persistence. Yes, those are exactly. You know, uh, I've actually um, when I was involved in the acting and the modeling side, I, I did a lot of training with um, Barbizon School of Modeling and Acting, and then also this uh, convention that goes around the, the country called IPOP. And what I do, I I just train the kids and um, even adults to to go in front of agents and go in front of the agencies from New York, from California, from all these different agencies, Disney and whatnot. <clears throat> and so I prepare them. And that's one thing that we, um, we did teach the kids. So those, those the three P's. So that's, um, that's really, really awesome. Um, and exactly what I do in a sense in my world too, you know. And then I also talked with dancer and artistic director, Lori Bellalove, who uh, was the founder of the Isadora Duncan dance company and foundation. Uh-huh. She, um, you know, she's further along in her trajectory than you are, and she talked about how artists can work for 20 years before becoming an overnight success. So, do you have any comments about that? You know, yes, it's very true. Um, it's the same deal in music. You know, um, there's even a song written about it by one of my uh, really, I've met him before. Um, he's a Texas artist, but this song needs to get out there. But, but it's exactly what it's saying. You know, first you do this you know, for the next 10 years. Um, you buy your amps, you quit your band, you give up, and then you come back because it's what you love. Uh, then you never know. Then people start calling you an overnight success, and that's, um, people don't know the, the years that you put into it. And it just takes that one tiny, like, you know, all the hard work for that one tiny little moment. And, you know, it, it, I feel like it would and it will be worth it no matter what because no matter what, I feel like, okay, you know, my time's running out, my clock is ticking, but I feel like, you know, it's all going to happen for a reason at the right time. It will. I will have my little what you would say, quote, unquote, overnight success. And um, <clears throat> I'm, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> well, we have about a little under five minutes left. Could you share again where listeners can find out more about you and your work um, everywhere online and just tell us all the places where listeners can find out more about you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm all over social media. I have a Facebook, of course, like you said earlier, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Madeline Victoria. Um, I have um, a Twitter account, my Instagram. I'm always posting on there, of course, my different shows and also my personal life. I'll post up a few things of what I'm doing. I know a lot of, um, you know, famous people are starting to do that, so that's pretty cool. Um, also, I mean, if you Google me and type my name, I mean, I, my everything will pop up. I'm on YouTube. I really appreciate everybody, you know, looking at my stuff. I have a lot of old covers that I used to do back in the day of, of some songs that I'm getting a lot of hits on now. Like I have about almost close to 50,000 views on one of my wow. Prison Blues covers. Um, you know, my music video is about 13,000. I'm getting up there, but 
you know, the more the better. Um, I'm also on so many different sites, uh, yallwire.com. Um, I mean, you can get my music on iTunes, Amazon. Just, I really, really appreciate it, guys, and I would really appreciate, you know, all the support, and I would love to be y'all's friends, and, you know, I consider fans more more like friends because it's, it's something that y'all are doing to help my career, and um, I really appreciate and spell it, guys. Your, spell your name for listeners because I have a daughter named yeah. Madeline, but we spell her name oh. M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E. So we spell it, I think, a German or French way. So how do you spell your name? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Madeline is M-A-D-E-L-Y-N. And, yeah, German, I think Madeline does come from a German, that's where it came from. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I think it means high tower. I've looked it up, it means a high tower above everything. So um, that's pretty cool that your daughter's named that too. Um, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N is how I spell it. So it's, um, so on Facebook and on Twitter, it's M-A-D-E-L-Y-N-V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A? Yes, yes, Madeline Victoria. And that is my real name, Madeline Victoria. My last name is Vallejo, but um, I go by my middle name, my first and middle name. Kind of like Ray Charles. <laughs> Ray That's Charles cool. Robinson, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, any last word? Because I thought what I would do is instead of playing my usual outro, I'll play your song as the outro, the one I uploaded. So is there any last words you have? And thank you so much for being on this show. Any last words? Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys supporting uh, my single, He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor. I have so much more to come. And once again, I, I thank all my sponsors and MTS Management, Star One Records, my family, my friends, for all the support. And I uh, love you guys. Thank you. Okay. Thanks a lot, Madeline. I'm going to play your song as, as the outro. Awesome. Thank you. So this has been Tracy Slatten on Independent Artists and Thinkers. Tune in next week at our regular time, Thursday at 1. And I'm going to play part of Madeline Victoria's um, wonderful song, He Only Loves Me on the Dance Floor, as the outro. <laughs>